0: From South Carolina Public Radio, this is the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on January 16th, 2024, in West Des Moines, Iowa, specifically in my Volvo S60 luxury sports sedan. Wow. Not a sponsorship, yet. This is our Iowa Pod, folks. That's right. This is what you came here for. And a little news on the top, former President Donald Trump had a major victory Monday night in Iowa, winning it with a strong 51% majority, while Florida Governor Ron DeSantis narrowly edged out former Governor Nikki Haley by two points to win the second spot, despite the recent rising threat Haley posed. We have audio from those folks, as well as key Iowa takeaways and what it means going forward to New Hampshire and South Carolina. Also, your boy was at a real-life caucus site. We got some audio, we talked to some folks, we caucused, y'all. It was raucous. Now, of course, the lead loves hearing from everyone. That's why I have a voicemail box set up so you can share your thoughts, hot takes, and questions at 803-563-7169. Come caucus in our voicemail box, folks. We always love to hear from y'all, talk about the podcast itself, what you like, what you don't like, what you wanna see more or less of. Let us know, leave your name, where you're calling from, and what's on your mind at 803-563-7169. Also, let us know your thoughts via our new survey at South Carolina Public Radio slash lead survey. That's right. You can find a couple questions there. It's pretty easy to do. Just fill it out. Let us know how we're doing, what you want to hear more of, less of, et cetera, et cetera. Again, South Carolina Public Radio slash lead survey. And of course, you can always find out more about the South Carolina primary, the latest news from the trail, and more at SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org and SCETV.org SC2024, your home for campaign 2024 coverage. I want to take y'all on part of my trip over the past few days from the trail here in Iowa, leading up to the caucuses Monday night. But of course, like we said at the top, the headline out of the Hawkeye State is that it was a historic win for former President Donald Trump, who crushed the field by winning 51% of the vote to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' 21% and former Governor Nikki Haley's 19%. But also when it came to demographics of voters who turned out as well. Trump swept the field. Here's Trump at his victory party.
1: Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time. And most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together. uh, Whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative, it would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing that's practically never been like this. It's just so important, and I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon.
0: The close second-place finish between DeSantis and Haley is good news for Trump, because it means that they'll continue their seemingly futile battle for second and leave Trump virtually untouched though he'd prefer if they just drop out altogether, And surprisingly, he even had some nice words for the two of them.
1: I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a, good, a good time together. We're all having a good time together. And uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well.
0: Speaking of new messaging, we did hear Haley's new approach to labeling Trump and President Joe Biden. And we'll have those remarks in a moment. Now, weeks ago, expectations for Haley were low, and a decent third place is where she was headed. But her recent wave of momentum, thanks to breakout debate moments, major endorsements from Americans for Prosperity Action, and New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, both of whom see her as the only way of beating Joe Biden this fall. There was also slippage of support for DeSantis from his stronger second-place perch, which helped propel her and raise $24 million during the last three months of the year, which was more than all of her fundraising quarters combined. That helped fuel an onslaught of advertising as well. Add in polls right before caucus day that had her beating DeSantis and a second place finish became the expectation. But chalk it up to the sub-zero temperatures, blizzard conditions that made campaigning ahead of caucus day difficult, and or a debate performance that didn't reach her previous punchy peaks, as well as turnout that was around 110,000, which was down from the 186,000 record in 2016. And Haley failed to defeat DeSantis. This gave him some wind in his sails as attention turns to the January 23rd primary in New Hampshire, where polls put him with an average support of 6% to Haley's 29%. Now, you wouldn't have known that on Monday night at the DeSantis watch party.
2: We love you, too. They threw everything but the kitchen sink at us. They spent almost $50 million attacking us. No one's faced that much all the way just through Iowa. They, the media was against us. They were writing our obituary months ago. They even called the election before people even got a chance to vote. But they were just so excited about the fact that they were predicting uh, that we wouldn't be able uh, to get our ticket punched here out of Iowa. But I can tell you, because of your support, in spite of all of that that they threw at us, everyone against us, we've got our ticket punched out of Iowa. And what I, what I learned by going around Iowa is that this country has a basic decency. We've got hardworking people, God-fearing people, patriotic people. You just don't see it every day because of all the nonsense that gets spewed out there by the media, by social media, all this other stuff. People want to have hope for this country's future. And that's what we represent. We represent a chance to reverse the madness that we've seen in this country, to reverse the decline of this country, and to give this country a new birth of freedom and a restoration of sanity. That's what we are going to do.
0: But again, consider where Haley came from in the fall to a two-point finish behind DeSantis, who touted a bigger ground operation and not only had the endorsement of the wildly popular iowa governor kim reynolds and the evangelical kingmaker bob vanderplats well that's still a tight two points all things considered now trump won 20 delegates desantis won nine and haley won eight in iowa so now let's go to her victory party at the west des moines marriott which i had previously been in last february during haley's initial swing and I covered Senator Tim Scott, who coincidentally was in town during his listening tour to speak at a Republican fundraiser. So you could say, yeah, I know the Marriott, Bonvoy. Also, I bring that up because who and when Scott will endorse is now the latest guessing game, folks, stay tuned. But here's part of Haley's speech to her supporters.
3: At one point in this campaign, there were 14 of us running. I was at 2% in the polls. But tonight, Iowa did what Iowa always does so well. The pundits will analyze the results from every angle. We get that. But when you look at how we're doing in New Hampshire, in South Carolina, and beyond, I can safely say tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race.
0: Looking at current polling, yes, you could say it is a two-person race between her and Trump, but DeSantis is still there untying her shoelaces. Also, she made a slight pivot in messaging Monday night and is now lumping Trump and President Joe Biden together in her attacks going forward. Take a listen.
3: I voted for Donald Trump twice. I was proud to serve in his administration. But when I say more of the same, you know what I'm talking about. It's both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. They have more in common than you think. 70% of Americans don't want another Trump-Biden rematch. A majority disprove of both of them. Trump and Biden are both about 80 years old. (laughs) Trump and Biden both put our country trillions of dollars deeper in debt and our kids will never forgive them for it. Trump and Biden both lack a vision for our country's future because both are consumed by the past, by investigations, by vendettas, by grievances. America deserves better.
0: This comes as she also released a new ad along the same lines of that speech. Now I do want to take y'all to the caucus site I was at Monday, but before that, let's talk about what the Iowa caucuses mean for the field going forward. First up, it immediately shrunk. Biotech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy announced he was abandoning his bid, as was former Arkansas governor, Asa Hutchinson. AT, some cannon fire, please. I talked with several go-to South Carolina political people about the results from Iowa. And the biggest takeaway is that Haley is going to have to not just meet expectations in New Hampshire, but seemingly defy them. One poll this month put her seven points behind Trump, others in the teens or 20s. On average, she's about 14 points behind him. With former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie out of the race, she needs to pull his low double-digit support and get within striking distance of Trump. We're talking about like single digits here to really have any true momentum going into South Carolina, which you all know is red-hot Trump country. In South Carolina, on average, he is about 10 points behind her, which is a big reason why he headed straight to the Palmetto State and held two stops there after Iowa on Tuesday. He later headed to New Hampshire, of course, but we're in a post Iowa world now folks and people are realizing that South Carolina is probably going to be the last stop for people whose last name isn't Trump, depending on how much juice and by juice, I mean cash they have laying around. Our February 24th primary is 10 days before March 5th. Yes. Which is Super Tuesday. Wow. Where a third of Republican delegates across 15 states are in play for Republicans, including our northern neighbors, North Carolina and Virginia. Now, to secure the nomination, a candidate needs to win at least 1,215 out of the 2,429 delegates awarded during the early voting process. For example, South Carolina has 50 delegates. 29 of which are at large and go to the candidate with the highest vote total. Then three delegates are allocated to each of the seven congressional districts in the state. Win the district, win the three delegates. The lead has no delegates to give, but we still want to talk to our candidates. Let us know. Now I'm sure there are plenty of other hot takes, but let's leave it at New Hampshire is key for Haley to rebound from Iowa and bring critical momentum back home everything remains an uphill battle, as the first ballots cast in the nominating process reinforce what we know, and that is, it's Donald Trump's Republican Party. But let's get on the trail and bring you a familiar voice. Beaufort Republican Senator Tom Davis was in Iowa after a harrowing journey to get here. He is one of Haley's top surrogates, and I spoke with Tom earlier in the weekend after his 800-mile journey, thanks to severe winter weather that disrupted so many folks' plans.
4: Yeah, well, it's great to be here. Um, you know, I finished up session last Thursday and then got up bright and early on uh, Friday morning to fly out of Columbia. I uh, had a connecting flight through Charlotte, then was going to get to Des Moines and looked forward to a, a full afternoon of uh, events with, uh, with Nikki Haley on Friday. But um, out of Charlotte, we received news that all flights to Des Moines had been canceled. And so I waited in line and tried to figure out what my alternatives were, and there wasn't going to be anything until late the next day. And they really couldn't make any promises then and so i was talking to nathan valentine nathan was traveling with me and i said nathan i'm going to go ahead and rent a car and drive and he goes are you crazy that's 800 miles and i said well you know i'm going to go ahead and do that that way i know i'm doing something positive i'm moving in the right direction and so i went ahead and they only had one car left they had a luxury land rover that i got to uh, I think 400 bucks to, to rent that thing. And if you're so, um,
0: however many
5: miles, I guess that's the best way to
0: go, right? Well, yeah,
4: well, I got in it though, but it was like getting into a cockpit of a 747. I mean, it's just like the whole instrument display there. And I was just looking for the volume on the radio so I could play some Audible books. And so I, I, I set forth for, uh, uh, for Des Moines, just put Des Moines in the ways. Um, and I drove for about 12 hours and I stopped right outside St. Louis and, and got a hotel. I checked in at about midnight. Uh, I guess that would have been Friday night. Um, and then I got, It's a Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. So then I got up on Saturday morning and drove the rest of the way um, and got in here about 6 o'clock last night and got a great night's sleep and phone banked all day today for uh, Nikki Haley, talked to some great Iowans and uh, tried to convince him to come out and caucus for Nikki Haley tomorrow night. So I've had a pretty good experience so far.
0: Okay, I mentioned Tom Davis because, like I said, he's one of Haley's top surrogates and he was at Knoxville High School, which is the caucus site I went to. I spoke with several caucus goers who represented a cross section of the candidates. Here's Brent Black who was wearing a Trump cowboy hat and was standing in the Knoxville high gym since the stands were full of some 750 folks. He actually told me that he was on a cruise for a month last year. This man's living and he had that hat and he was the most popular guy on the boat. That's what he told me, but he explained to me exactly what it is that motivates him to support Donald Trump.
4: You know, when we, when Trump was in there, we had everything perfect. I've, I've done the same job for 25 years. I move houses and I set houses. I pick them up with cranes, put them on basements for the average person that can, you know, handle that income. And during Trump, towards the end of COVID, I mean, we had 100, 125 houses set every year. And then this last year I had 65, and, and now, right now, at this tough point in time, I'm looking at 12. 12 houses.
0: So the economy is a big driver for that? Oh, them.
4: it's done, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, from, for the middle class. Mm-hmm. So, 25 years, I've never been done before Christmas, first time I've ever been done before Christmas, ever, in 25 years.
0: Like many other folks across Iowa, Melissa Nobles had never caucused before. Such newcomers led to some delays at caucus sites, as well as folks who changed their registration to Republican, which you can do on the spot at the site. Noble says she settled on DeSantis. I've been really interested in how this was going to go because I think we have a chance to really win. And um, I've uh, been following and trying to go to the candidates. I unfortunately wasn't able to go see Haley because it was on Thursday, and we were negative 17 degrees, so um, but I did get a chance to take my kids to DeSantis and Vivek, so um, and just uh, have a personal um, investment in how this is going to go for the next four years, and I want it to go better than it has. So what's the verdict for you then, Melissa? Uh, I'm uh, caucusing for DeSantis. What do you like so much about the Florida governor?
6: Um, He uh, the final debate. He really uh, was talking about the issues we have is, um, you know, uh, concerned Republicans,
3: I guess you could say, mm-hmm. and um, I think that his uh, track record speaks for itself.
0: Ed Bull, who is an assistant district attorney for the state of Iowa, was also helping run the caucus site. He came up to me as I was looking around wide-eyed in the cafetorium, I think that's where I was, which is where when folks walked in from the sub-zero cold, they signed into their precinct location. There were 13 precincts at this caucus site, hence why there were so many folks there. Bowl caucused for Haley, and he put it down like this, even throwing a little shade at his home state.
6: For me, I, I, no question, the bottom line is I like the economy under Trump. I like the fact that we weren't in wars. Uh, but at some point, the rhetoric overshadowed the results. And for me, at some point, we get into the position where I believe this is an election that a Republican should absolutely win unequivocally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden has been an absolute disaster in every way possible. And so from my perspective, how do we win? This election is going to come down to votes in Green Bay, outside of Phoenix, outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So where is it are we going to find the difference of 60,000 votes for those places to matter, probably outside of Fulton County, Georgia? I mean, if you pay attention to electoral map math, That's where those votes are gonna matter. It's the only places, I hate to say that as an Iowan, but Republicans gonna win Iowa by plus nine to plus 11. The question is, where are we gonna pick up those other votes? And it's someone other than Trump.
0: Now, the reason I picked this site about an hour from Des Moines is because I wanted to experience a location that was outside of an urban center. Yes, we could have gone to Haley's site with all the other reporters, but I drove around the small town before I went to the caucus site and it was Pretty adorable. If you know the PD area, it was giving big downtown Darlington vibes, but with some better architecture and full storefronts. But I also picked this site because like I said, Beaufort Republican Senator Tom Davis was assigned to it by the Haley campaign to give their pitch to voters. Also unbeknownst to me, so too was one time 2024 candidate, North Dakota governor, Doug Burgum, who had just endorsed Trump and was there to caucus on his behalf. Literally, I turned around and all of a sudden, there's a well-dressed man, great hair, beautiful wife, and a security detail. If I stood out as an unfamiliar face in this place, well, he was shining like the sun, folks. In fact, the beauty of this site was that I was the only member of the media there. Sands, a Reuters reporter out of Chicago who had grown up in the area and was wondering why I was there. <laughs> he didn't know that I had a podcast. That being said, the matchup was set, and after some perfunctory actions, including the Pledge of Allegiance, which was kind of stirring to hear with such a large crowd, take a listen. To
6: the for which it stands, one nation, under God,
0: indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The caucus site manager turned the floor over to the surrogates and called them up alphabetically by candidate. A woman spoke for Ryan Binkley, and despite the big talk of a ground game for the DeSantis camp, They didn't have a surrogate there. So the pastor who gave the invocation got up and read his script provided by the campaign. Then it was Senator Davis's turn. Now y'all have heard him debate before in the Senate chamber, but it's a different animal standing in front of 45 senators in the Senate chamber, even though it's broadcast live, compared to standing center court in a gym with 850 pairs of eyes staring at you. And you don't know anyone here. (laughs) Like, it's not like we're in Beaufort, right? It's Iowa. It's like going to a cocktail party where you don't know anyone. Oof. Now, here was part of his speech. And again, I am sorry that the audio is the way it is. Um, there was no molt box. We were in a gym. It's a little echoey. And at some point, you kind of hear me trudging around. I was not being very audio aware. AT, I am sorry. I was in video mode.
4: I saw her serve in the House of Representatives. I saw her run for governor in 2010 and in 2014. And when? I know Nikki Haley. I know Nikki Haley's policies. I know Nikki Haley's character. I know Nikki Haley's values. When she was governor, she cut taxes by 40%. She cut regulations. She fought unions. She signed the toughest voter ID law in the country. She signed the toughest anti immigration law. Now, I'm not going to criticize any of the other candidates here. That's not my style. I drove here 818 miles from Charlotte after my flight got canceled because I wanted to be here defending up the Nikki Haley than I am. I've known her for 20 years. And I've heard things that have been said about her, and I told her I was to come up here and set the record straight. And now I'm not going to say anything negative about other candidates, but I will say this: our job in November is to beat Joe Biden. It's imperative that we beat Joe Biden. It's imperative that
6: we
0: Next up was Burgum, who spent a decent part of his time, up to five minutes, talking about himself as well as Trump.
6: And for me, just a. Uh, Sharing, but the last time I was on a basketball court was the day before the first debate in Milwaukee, and I blew my Achilles tendon completely. Uh, <laughs> so that was a—you uh, probably saw that I was uh, during that uh, first debate that I was—I was named it was the best debate performance ever by a Republican candidate standing on one leg. <laughs> but we're glad to be here. Uh, glad to be here, especially this weekend. We came down from North Dakota to warm up. Uh, so we met, we are, uh, we're here for another reason tonight. Uh, when I was here, and I was in Sioux City in two thousand and twenty, boxing uh, for President Trump, and we're back here tonight because yesterday you probably saw the news that we're the first of the presidential candidates uh, to endorse Donald J. Trump for the presidency.
0: Shortly after eight p.m., folks filed down the hallways of the school and off to their precincts located in classrooms. There, they heard more and then cast paper ballots, which were then counted. And the results were sent to the state party you might be saying yes let's do that everywhere remember folks there was 110,000 folks voting there that's like maybe a couple precincts in chicago we can't do this nationwide now knoxville high school is in marion county which shares a southern border not that southern border with polk county home to des moines at the end of the night the county supported trump 33 percent desantis 20 percent and haley 11 percent marion county like nearly all other counties went for trump In fact, the only one of the 99 counties Trump didn't win was the Democratic stronghold in Johnson County, home to the University of Iowa in Iowa City. Very original names there. But in that county, Haley won by a single vote over Trump. So basically a statistical tie. I have so much more I wanna share with you all and we'll be doing so in the coming days. And there's also a visual version of my Iowa travels that will air on this week in South Carolina Friday at 7.30 PM on SCETV and youtube.com slash South Carolina ETV. And that's 7.30 PM East coast time. Guys, get me back home please. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We're glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here, even though I'm sitting in a parking lot in a strip mall in West Des Moines. I get to see A.T. Shire, producer of The Lead, folks. Mm. He's mm. here with us. Mm. He's my guiding light Thank right you. now in these dark days. Thank
5: you, yes. A.T. I'm a, I'm a true ga- gravitational north, and I'm very happy that, Gavin, you look so comfortable in that Volvo, oh. huh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Did you notice?
0: Did you notice my Volvo S60, which is produced in Charleston? Is every seat a captain's
5: chair, even in the back? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> the back seats are heated too. There's actually a little flag, a little Swedish flag, sewn in to the chair right here. It's very it's adorable. Mm, it's subliminal. A point. Subliminal.
5: You know, I've got it. <laughs> they're grooming. <laughs> this baby
0: has been putting up a fight on these winter weather roads. I mean, blizzard mm. conditions, a little slick out here. I've been just like gunning it, and we're just full throttle, no problems whatsoever, so really enjoying this Volvo unpaid, S60.
5: Unpaid endorsement, everybody. The, the
0: worst part, though, is that it just plays ace of bass, like I said, in ABBA. Yeah, so that's not so bad.
5: Right? Come on, that's not so bad. It's not. I've been enjoying it, but every hour you have to play it or the car shuts off. It also plays, I think, uh, the Swedish black metal. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I've actually... I've actually really been getting into because it's really meeting the moment right now when it comes to my emotions. Yeah, you're big soil work guy, big Dimmu Borger guy. Good for you, and it really matches this the frozen tundra you're on. Anyway, Gavin. Yeah. Uh, speaking to that main of
0: AT, because I am in a dark place right
5: now. You here. are. Yeah. You need that. And and speaking of dark place, Gavin, you have been eating uh, pre-made food almost exclusively, right? Yeah. Your, got your gut, it it, it extends <laughs> the dark place. Exp- Extends into your GI tract.
0: You get so out of your routine when you do something like this, right? Like, Mm I'm used to waking up, going to the gym, doing this, eating the same food every day, blah, 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 like getting your routine. Here it's like, okay, you're just flying by the seat of your pants every day. Like, Mm -hmm. your workout is trudging around and stressing over everything all the time trying to figure out where you're going blah 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 i don't want to stress people with my, my issues but like being a parent like did i leave something behind do i have all my stuff i've left a cable behind i've left mm-hmm. a poof behind you know things happen sacrifice sacrifices, sacrifices to the trail and then the travel alone is is stressful. So it's not like you're just traversing around South Carolina. This is a different but beast. But you, yes, you had Jones. a
5: revelation. You had a revelation yeah. in a way that I've previously had. Though. So
0: where I live, where I live, where I live here in Iowa, Iowa part time resident is in West Des Moines. I'm not downtown with all the cool reporters, blah, blah, blah. I'm you know, we're traveling around. You want to be near the interstate. So I'm in this great suburb area and there's a Trader Joe's which is convenient because I live at a my ho- my hotel it's a mile away I can grab food blah 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 so I've been eating the same chicken pesto sandwiches every day Good and for then you. I also was like hey why don't I get a salad why don't it's I spend sandwich salad sandwich sandwich sandwiches the same hotel breakfast which is eggs and like sodium chocked full cholesterol sausage links you know just yeah really mm-hmm. getting my system moving here in the morning trail food I've got to get the sodium to keep the blood moving, is what you tell they tell you. So yeah. Uh, that being said, I did have a salad, and it changed my world. It was very much <laughs> like you, like we, we talked Spoleto. about this. Like you're, I am spalato you, campaign yes. troll
5: Gavin. It's very during these stretch, very traumatic. stretches when you eat whatever you can at any time that you can, you don't Riddle. get a variety of food. You tend to eat sandwiches, stuff on the go. Yeah. That first that first salad that you eat hits so hard yeah it's crazy you feel the nutrients go to like your fingertips and go through your blood
0: and i mean like i bought a bag of carrots and the guacamole and i was like oh living i even bought some tin fish which (laughs) i love tin fish but not meant to be eaten (laughs) in a hotel room I'm like, oh my God. And luckily, it's gonna, it's gonna luckily you just, here.
5: you didn't smoke it, but you just lit cigarettes to cover the smell. Good yeah. for you.
0: So, a pro tip is just to start smoking <laughs> to cover the fish smell. Yeah, that was, so no big deal there. But uh, yeah, so I did that. Um, mm-hmm. It's been yeah. fun. I'm very happy to be coming home for a hot minute before I go to for New Hampshire. One yes. For one day, hopefully, I make it home and uh, repeat, rinse and repeat up in New Hampshire. Uh, hopefully, it won't be as treacherous, but. All these storms keep moving through, just keep throwing those curveballs. That's that's life outside of South Carolina. Where what? It was like
5: 60, 66 it was degrees? 64 on the King day? yesterday. It was 64 yesterday. That's usually yesterday. the
0: coldest day of the year. MLK Day is it always, always is. the coldest day of the year because we always do King Day at the Dome and you were bundled up.
5: And now you're telling it's me it was awful. 64 degrees. 64. It was, it was, it it was, was beautiful.
0: Negative 15 without the wind chill here.
5: Ugh. Well, Gavin, I'm glad you survived so far. Please come home. I will have your contractually mandated salad ready for you. At your house, when you when you open the door, okay. You don't want to see me eat it. It's 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 gonna be, it's, it's scary. It's scary. He's lost a lot of uh, up, upstairs maths. neighbors. They hear it and they they move out. They move out the next week. It's like a shriek. It's That's yeah. It's haunting. It's haunting. They say there's a ghoul that lives in Rosewood, it's but I be, know it's, it's just Gavin. It's, <laughs> stop
0: previewing the second season of
5: south of spooky already (laughs) yes and uh, i'm also giving out your assassination coordinates anyway gavin (laughs) have a good trip back (laughs) have a good trip back be safe and uh hit them with the outro
2: please
0: we'll see you guys soon thank you so much for listening y'all leave us a message at 803-563-7169 so we have something to talk about in the wind down even though we'll be talking new hampshire in our next episode also you can always leave us uh, review on Apple Podcasts or voicemail 803-563-769 like I said and stay up to with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org and don't forget to support your local newspapers also check out the leads survey SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org slash lead survey for the South Carolina lead I'm Gavin Jackson be well South Carolina Can't use it. I wish I could I put wish. I wish I could
5: put that
1: at the end. They're not gonna let me I, I cannot wish.
2: put it there. You could if you want to. I dare you too you could.